Welcome to the Gals Guide to the Galaxy podcast, where a group of gals gather for you one cool thing around our topic of the month. Is it ancient history? Is it breaking news? Is it safe for work? Well, that's up to each gal. All we know is that... Fasten your seatbelts. It's going to be a bumpy night. Hello and welcome to the Gals Guide to the Galaxy podcast. It is advertising month and I've got with me a new group of gal pals, some of which have been empowered by focusing on commercials and some of which who have been tortured by focusing on commercials. And I asked, why can't it be both? (laughs) Uh, So let me introduce our gal pals. Hello, ladies. How are you? Fantastic. Does your man look like me? No. Can he smell like me? Yes. Should he use Old Spice body wash? I don't know. Do you like the smell of adventure? <laughs> Do you want a man that smells like he can bake you a gourmet cake in the dream kitchen he built for you built for you in his own hands? Of course you do. I'm on a horse. Let's hear it for Katie Harris. <laughs> Katie, what are your newest adventures? I had to do the Old Spice one with the cake and the dream kitchen. Uh, you know me so well. <laughs> My newest adventure yes. will be looking for a man <gasps> who smells yes. like cake and builds me a kitchen with his own two hands. This can happen. Mm. This can happen. You I, got this. I got a dream. You do. I have to say, same old, same old with me, but I have been having weird dreams lately. Oh. Yeah. What I, is the weird dream? Can you share? Well, I forget some of them because I'm <laughs> notorious for it. But if you Fair. guys want to analyze this, yes. I had a dream last night. I was in one of those like Fisher Price little plastic kid cars. Okay. But it was slightly bigger, like obviously, the cozy to fit me in. It was wow. a cozy coupe. I love the cozy, cozy coupes. Coop. All right, go on. <laughs> and I was going through a fast food drive through in my cozy coupe. <laughs> yes. Pulled around the yeah. drive through window, got my food, a sandwich, fries, and a drink. Yeah. The cup holder in the cozy coupe was not adequate. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I want to say duh, yeah. but at the same time, it, they should have thought of that. <laughs> I feel like it might be uh, my brain dealing with going back to vegan eating because oh, we've yeah, been yeah. watching a lot of documentaries lately um, and maybe I'm feeling helpless to the big companies and oh. the food processes and all of that. So I have to say I'm terrible at packing my lunch for work and every day I'm like, well, what am I going to eat with my <laughs> right. new vi- vegan diet? <laughs> oh. so, maybe that's my own analysis. My Freudian <laughs> sensibility is maybe you want to go back to a time that was simpler where Ooh. there was a cozy coop and a happy meal. I had a <laughs> Fred Flintstone car and just... Exactly. Maybe. (laughs) I'm not a real doctor. (laughs) I just play one on TV. I just got a certificate. (laughs) All right. Well, next up, she is the Mac to my PC. Bonnie Fillinsworth, tell the good people what you have been up to. And do you remember the Mac and PC commercials? I I remember I really (laughs) wanted one of those uh, Mac computers with the colored back. Everybody did. I really wanted one. I never had one. They're so pretty. Yes, I have have a a Mac top now. Right. It's all good. Exactly. That's why you are the Mac to my PC, because I go to share things and I'm like, shit, I got to make sure Bonnie can open this. Just Google Doc. And I'm just saying, just Google proof that dreams do come true. Oh, see? This is not pretty cool. But there's always stickers. Exactly. But what have you been up to, darling? I am finishing up another pen design. Pins, pins, pins. uh, A suffrage uh, yellow rose for celebrating the 100th anniversary. Love it. And I started work on my next year, the 2020 Women's History Calendar, the special suffrage edition. Yes. And all the suffrage, yeah. all the 
celebration. <laughs> working on a painting of Grace Hopper. Yes. Oh, Rear Admiral Grace Murray Hopper. There you go. Look at that. Yeah. She's a lady with seven names. Yes. <laughs> I love it. Well, too bad it's not hump day because it is her first time on the mic, 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 mic. It's Cammie Leach. Why, hello. Hello. Now, <laughs> tell the good people the best motherly advice I've ever given you. The 15 minutes could save me 15% or more on car insurance. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that uh, is right. We love that commercial. Perfectly timed. <laughs> <laughs> I happen to be Cammie Leach, partial nepotism beneficiary, and not technically a volunteer at Gal's Guide. <laughs> not technically. I, I have been a, a wonderful, wonderful assistant while finding and or- organizing books for the library, and I do hide, but I do help during some events. Yes, you do. You help lovingly. <laughs> while hiding. Exactly. Hey, and I that is totally s- fine. I saw you at the farmer's market. She was I am working it. Representing I the stand. Absolutely. Yep. <laughs> Lugging heavy crap around. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Covering my dead ass. <laughs> exactly. And as always, nepotism rules. <laughs> Partial nepotism beneficiary. <laughs> I do like that. We should get that on a t shirt. <gasps> Maybe that will be the I new one. It. Oh, look at that. Um, Katie finally made a t-shirt, uh, made the t-shirt list or the merch list yeah. at this point. So uh, we need to get Bonnie on there. <laughs> One of these. It's got to be totally random. For some odd <laughs> reason, there's just a line that either me or uh, Lisa, who is our marketing manager, it just sticks out to us. And we're like, yep, nope, that's the merch. <laughs> it'll happen, Bonnie. Oh, yes, it'll happen. <laughs> Well, as for me, I am Dr. Leah Leach. I am the executive director of Gal's Guide to the Galaxy. And welcome to the most interesting podcast in the world. Really selling it. I got all the advertising (laughs) cliches in one introduction. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we are researching women in advertising this month. And there's going to be a lot of groans because women have been depicted very terribly in commercials. Uh, But there will also be a lot of cheers for those empowering commercials that shatter gender limitations in less than 30 seconds. So we're going to focus on ad campaigns and women in advertising that taught us something. But I wanted to give a little hat tip and kind of like set the tone, if you will, of the gals in advertising world. A little bit of history. Mathilde C. Wheel started the first female-run advertising agency in New York in 1880. I actually had Hmm. no idea. 1880. Uh, Helen Lansdowne wrote magazine ads as early as the 1911s and is in the Advertising Hall of Fame. I didn't know there was an Advertising Hall of Fame also. Mm -hmm. And Bonnie, you'd be totally happy because Helen was also very active in the suffragette movement. So yes. (laughs) Absolutely. And the League of Advertising Women began in 1912. Again, 1912. I was surprised that it was like really way that early. Uh, We're talking before the 19th Amendment. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, But it was started by two women, uh, Christine and J. George Frederick, because many of the ad agencies were men only. So they started their own advertising league. Uh, And also Nettie McGrath became the first female art director at a major U.S. agency in 1926. Nettie is quoted as saying in the book Mirror Makers, quote, I know of no other woman art director in the field. I was discouraged by everyone from making the attempt and had to work perhaps harder than a man. So interesting. These are our ladies of advertising, the pioneers, if you will. (laughs) Uh, So are you gals ready for advertising month? Woo! 
Yeah. All right. So who is ready to just do it? See, I even got the just do it. Thank yeah. you. In there. Yes, I did. <laughs> well, for mine, I did a little, uh, I rewatched uh, the misrepresentation documentary Sweet. on Netflix. I think I also saw it on either Amazon or Hulu too the other day. Awesome. Uh, but I watched years ago and I didn't remember a darn thing. So I rewatched it the other night. Took a little notes, mostly on advertising, but it goes, it just, it just goes into so much more stuff. Yeah. It's a good documentary. Yeah. It's been a while since yeah. I've seen it too. So yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I was watching it, um, I think it came out in 2011. Like, I think some of their statistics are probably Older, off dated. by now. Especially, yeah. it, it was um, like the amount of hours teen spends on the internet. Oh, yeah, right. Probably way off now, because I think they were Charlotte's estimating. very way up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think they were estimating um, like 10 hours a week or something. 10 like, hours no. a week? <laughs> nope, 10 <laughs> hours a day. Yes. Yeah. A day. Yes. Yeah. Especially screens now because the screens are in schools too. I mm-hmm. mean, a lot of kids have uh, iPads or tablets or some equivalent. So, yeah. Or just video game addictions. Yeah, there's that. Yeah. yeah. Like Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Represent. <laughs> no, they were um, between um, internet, movies, TV, magazines. And a bunch of stuff they were estimating 10 hours of media a day wow so it's probably a little bit more now but what the Amer- um average american teen consumes it's still a lot yeah it's a lot and it's, it's a day yeah this is 70 a week it's a lot that's more than a job Oh, yeah. I was even thinking about it just when you're driving. I mean, you have billboards. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Billboards. And then also, you know, if the if it's a semi truck, that's an advertisement, too. You just everywhere you go, everywhere you mm-hmm. turn, you're bombarded by another advertisement in some way, shape or form. And they said that 53 uh, percent of 13 year olds feel unhappy with their bodies. Mm-hmm. 13. So like at pu- when puberty starts and then it goes up to 78% by 17. Yeah. I mean, I represent that remark. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that glorious time and it's like, oh gosh. Yeah. I, advertising doesn't help because you're picking the, mm. I always say the genetic superior. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, especially coming from like a movie background, you are looking for who's the most attractive, who's the person you want to be and emulate. And that's who you hire. And so it's not like there are ugly people in commercials. <laughs> no. So yeah. It hurts. <laughs> uh, and it said uh, 65% of women and girls have an eating disorder. And I was like, I was like, that's, that's, that's more than lot. half. Right, exactly. Like, and then I did a, a quick uh, search at uh, nationaleatingdisorders.org. And it said about 10 million men have eating disorders. Oh. And that there's about 151 million men in the U.S. So that's only about 15%. Gotcha. That's, so that's still a big gap still between bad, women and men. Yeah. Yeah, very true. But it's one of those things where it affects men as well. So Yeah. But my but like goodness a, gracious. How, uh, that's a lot of women now. Jump yeah, yeah, yeah. The two is it's crazy. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And then um, it's gotten way worse since the documentary coming out came out. But uh, photoshopping oh, has yes. led to just an unachievable standard. Mm-hmm. They, they see these women and they don't they don't look like that at all. Like almost none of the people that you see TV, magazines, mm-hmm. billboards, anywhere actually look like that. Yeah, I can't remember if it was in the documentary or I saw it later. But there was Cindy Crawford even said. 
I wish I looked like Cindy Crawford <laughs> in the sense of when she poses and then the photo comes out or the campaign comes out, it doesn't even look like her. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, that's her saying it going, I don't look like that. <laughs> I do like the, the Photoshop boo-boos where someone will have, like, they'll have their arm around someone yes. and then there's like an extra arm down there. <laughs> like, those are great. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I do wonder if they ran the numbers again, like if as a society and especially our young people are getting more enlightened because social media has so many like kind of exposés and look at this real life. And, but on the other hand, social media also has that idealized version of what everybody wants their life to look like. Right. Which is psychologically damning too. So now you don't have just Photoshop. You have like the Snapchat filters and stuff that like, I mean, it's not just putting, you know, cat ears on someone, but they're doing like a weird, weird things a lot of times yeah though because the ones that i liked at first were the ones that put makeup on me i'm like yes do it for me so i don't have to but then i realized like my eyes were either smaller or bigger you know what i mean like it was a lot of physical characteristics that were being changed in those filters and i'm like wait this is weird (laughs) i'm slightly afraid because you mentioned uh cat ears you dare mention cat ears and photoshopping after the cats after the cat's trailer has come oh, out. The cat's tra- oh, the cat's trailer. Have you guys seen the cat's trailer? too much craziness. No. Oh, okay. We'll watch it on oh, break. No. There are things you can't unsee. We will scar <laughs> them for life. They, the way that I put it is, um, remember Jurassic Park? The scientists were so preoccupied with whether or not they could, they didn't stop and think of whether or not they should. (laughs) They're turning humans into cats and they've lost all, they've been neutered. Let's just say they've been neutered. (laughs) They made a glorified CGI furry movie. Yes. Like Cats the Musical or It's Cats Cats the Musical. Oh, goodness. But it's all CGI. Uh, and it's yeah it's now, I'm, I'm, oh it's yeah i don't think i can see the lion king like that it just it looks weird I'm not it sure was all right that. yeah you can pass it's the we same, went and talked. it's the same story it's just it it looks pretty and there's things that are changed but yeah. things that are exactly the same <laughs> yeah exactly but john oliver and billy i can do good yes this is true <laughs> it's a different version of photoshop yeah it's rendering Many, many hours of rendering. Uh, But they had Margaret Chow on there, a comedian. Yes, I love her. Yes. Um, She was talking about she had a sitcom years ago, Mm -hmm. and she was talking about feeling uh, pressure to lose weight. All the time. All the time, because she was like, they're like, you're too big, and she's not big. Right, exactly. "Ah." And uh, eventually they canceled her show and replaced it with uh, Drew Carey. Uh Uh-huh. Who we all know is incredibly thin. Oh, very, very thin. Uh huh. Oh my god. That is. It's like insult to injury. Lose weight. Lose weight. No, no, no. Drew Carey's fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. I remember that. Pissed me off. But they talked about um, that self object. It's gonna take me a while to say this. You got this. I believe in you. Self object. Yes, queen. Leads to uh, <laughs> lower confidence and ambition, which leads to women. This lady said, how does this connect with women in leadership? Women who are high self-objectificators self-object- have lower political efficacy. Ah. Political ef- efficacy is the idea that your voice matters in politics, and then you can bring about a change in politics. And so we have a whole generation of women who are less likely to run for office and less likely to vote 
Ah. This is getting into your, your, your confidence. They're like, oh, I'm not it smart. Does. I don't know anything about, poli-. you know, right. that politics is for men. It's, it's when oh. you're seen as an object and you feel that you are an object, you become a thing. You don't become a person. Um, and totally like really quick little sidebar. People were talking about um, uh, women in movies. Mm. Well, for years and years, many like far too many movies, especially in the 80s, women were the object to be won at the end of the movie. That was the prize. You got mm-hmm. the princess. You saved the princess or the princess loved you or the girl said yes. And so there was this, you know, object. She was basically the woman became an object. And then so you have that on top of <laughs> um, ads where, you know, you have no voice and you're just an object that is pretty in that. Um, and it messes with your mind after a while. It really can get into you if you don't hear alternative, you know what I mean, messages of your voice has value um, and express yourself like, you know, Madonna. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> maybe not the best example. <laughs> uh, but now they even talked about even with like the chick flicks, the movie's mm-hmm. still really about a guy. It's usually about getting yeah, a guy. Right. Or, you know, they talk, I'm sure many of the chick flicks don't pass the um, the Bechtel test. Bechtel test. Ah, exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Most of the time they're still talking about the dude. Mm-hmm. When the documentary came out in 2011, they said 17% of Congress is female. Right. After our big, uh, what were they calling Sweep. it? The pink wave. Yes, I like it. Yes. <laughs> uh, it's, it's now 19%. So it's wow, still we've come pretty bad. So fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! Progress is slower progress. than shit. <laughs> right. <laughs> Wait for it. Progress. But yeah, they talked about the the theory that I know you love, Leah. That yes. if you can see it, you can be it. Absolutely. And they said it even counts with fictional characters. It like really it doesn't does. even have to be real women. Mm-hmm. Uh, Katie Couric cites uh, Mary Tyler Moore being yes. a role model for her. Mary Tyler Moore really changed the game for a lot of broadcasters, mm-hmm. people who put their face on television, not necessarily just actresses. It's mostly broadcasters that are like Mary Tyler frickin' Moore. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wow, Damn. I like that. <laughs> uh, let's see. And they said only 16% of protagonists are female. Yeah. And I think Sad. they said only like 7% of directors are female. It changes, but you know what? It stays between 7 and 9% all the time. So disappointing. <laughs> but it's, it's a really good documentary, and all kinds of women are on there talking. They were just, they, they don't even tell you. It's just poof. And they're like, oh my God, is that like? <laughs> There's um, Gina Davis. Gina Davis. Yes, Gina Davis Gina shows up Davis, there. Yep. Uh, Gloria Steinem, Katie yes. Couric, and even a former uh, podcast subject, Rachel Maddow. Yes. <laughs> That's the, like the first place that I actually I got to know Rachel Maddow was from the misrepresentation because I don't watch the news. It's a long story. Uh, so then I saw a news broadcaster and then I'm like, oh, maybe I should look up who she is. She seems really smart, intelligent. You know what I mean? I like what she had to say. And then I learned she had a new show on MSNBC. And then Kim talked about her. So I was yeah. like, sweet. <laughs> I'm caught up. It's all connected. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's streaming on a whole bunch of places and check it out it's going to be on our recommended list for the library absolutely uh it makes you mad (laughs) it's both like you're both like mad but then you're also like let's change this yeah yeah, yeah. like it's good do they give you a solution like what their ideas of how things could be changed is it just more women being heard 
They had they a did. lot of, yeah. um, they were interviewing uh, young people, and mm-hmm. they seemed like the, they wanted it to change. I mean, it's also, that's who they're handpicking for the documentary, like, you know. They're not editing in the kids that are like, no, it's fine, I like yeah. it the way it is. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it, se- it seemed like the kids, like, want to change it? I, mm-hmm. I don't remember anyone asking us that kind of questions when I was young. And I'm right. I'm going to be 33 this year. I'm not, I'm not that old. <laughs> well, I never remember anybody talking about the effects of advertisement until I got to college. Mm-hmm. And I used to Same. spend, this will date me. It wasn't Do an it. internet thing. <laughs> I used to, first, I started with the JCPenney catalog. Oh, yes. And I remember, I don't know why, but I just felt like I knew I wanted to tell this story today. <laughs> I remember I would choose a new family from the JCPenney's catalog. Oh, there you go. I would yeah. pick my Christmas I'd like, I, Yeah, I'd like look through and like all the families in their matching PJs. Yes. For Christmas. Uh-huh. And their little onesies. Yeah. Right. I was like, so that's going to be my mom and that's going to be my dad. I see it. That'll be my new brother yeah you know why have your family you're born with when you can choose an attractive one from a magazine <laughs> isn't that what they're selling the illusion right? of the perfect family the perfect and family in the catalog put them on your office desk right? <laughs> and then i spent time looking at 17 in oh those yeah kind of teen magazines and cosmo which were the same thing how much makeup can you put on yeah dress to your body type mm-hmm. but all the body types are there's yeah. not a huge <laughs> variety, right? Um, yep. So definitely, like all of our, like the kids are now inundated, and even us adults with that message. Um, mm-hmm. But it just kind of came in a different format then. But I never was aware of that it could have a psychological effect on me. Yeah. Until a college sociology class where we read a book that talked about the impact of advertising on things like eating disorders what you're talking about the book's called right. am i thin enough yet we oh. added it to our gals yes. guide list yeah. yeah i remember that one yeah i really recommend it it's really eye-opening to to know how much that gets into your head oh yeah absolutely for sure My. they even they had um a one young girl on there talking about how she's she's just very petite yeah and she would talk about she had like the opposite where she would people thought that she was anorexic just because yeah. she's like just a very she's very short and very thin naturally yeah and she was like talking about making sure to like overeat at lunch so people to make see, sure her, see eat. her eat mm-hmm, exactly oh, it's still a body win. issue right exactly yeah it's a yeah <laughs> there is no perfect medium for it basically <laughs> And the other thing that I always remember is because um, I always thought, you know, I was overweight in, in high school in, in you know, in my 20s. And then I look back at photos and I'm like, oh, my God, I was the thinnest ever. And that's when I, mm-hmm. you know, really, really hated what my body looked like. And it's uh, it's a lyric in a song, too. It's you are not as fat as you thought you were yeah. <laughs> ever. <laughs> And I do wonder if it's because we don't see what real bodies look like. Um, you're, what are you comparing to, right? right? Yeah, yeah, if you're comparing to yeah. a, you know, uh, an actress who has been on cocaine for the last two weeks and well, hasn't ate a solid right. meal, then... It's kind of interesting to me because at the beginning of this month, I traveled to Iceland. Yes. And we went to um, one of their swimming pools there. And um, all of them are very much the same, their customs and how they handle the swimming pool. And mm-hmm. one thing you have to do is you have to shower before you get in the pool. Right. Mm-hmm. Which they say to do here. We just know it does. Nobody, nobody does. Nobody. But, but they're Not serious once. about it. There's body diagrams with red circles around the armpits and genitals <laughs> wow. and feet. They're they like, show wash you. them good. 
<laughs> but of course, things. being um, American, where we don't have nudity in front of each other, right. it's not really common. Mm-hmm. Like maybe some people at the gym that are like free spirits are like, yeah, I'm gonna the brave down ones. And, right, but, sure. <laughs> but it's not like that there. It's everyone. Yeah. Whether you're two or you're in your 80s, you're yeah. dropping trowel. You're getting. Buck naked. <laughs> it feels like freedom. I mean, I wish I had that oh, no, amount I felt of weird. freedom I was to be able to do it. Yeah. My aunt and my mother. Yeah, so you're also with family. Family yeah. vacation bonding time. But on the other hand, naked I kind of came away from the experience like, like I didn't feel like great about my body because there were some real, real hot. Icelandic ladies yeah, there. Right. I told Josh he went to the wrong dressing room. <laughs> but there were also some like extremely old ladies that I was like, and that is what an elderly body looks right, like. And exactly. there was a mom there with a very young child that, you know, kind of had that pregnancy and like been nursing boobs going on. Right, exactly. And I just really appreciated I sound like a pervert see, now, no, but I really appreciated seeing the realness yeah. of everybody's bodies. And yeah. I kind of felt like more that I fit in. Yes. So I won't say that it made me feel fabulous about my body, but it made me feel like it's a body. These are all our bodies and they all look different and they all right. are different. So and I think just as a society, we're so private with our bodies and the bodies we exploit are the perfect ideal. Right. That none of us have, even those people. Yeah. We're seeing one small percentage of a body type in, you know, American media when diversity, you know, and uh, variety is the spice of life. (laughs) I was actually surprised how comfortable it made me feel kind of after the experience, after the nerves were gone. Yeah, I would think so. I think it would be totally freeing. It, It slightly reminded me of I lived in California and then when I would come to Indiana to visit my parents I'd be like oh my gosh I don't feel like I need to like suck in my gut here like Ah. in California you're always like is my hair perfect you know is my makeup fully on am I sucking in my gut and in Indiana Indiana, it's like dude (laughs) you can do what (laughs) and it's like this is kind of freeing (laughs) it is such a cultural thing yeah and I definitely didn't feel judged there maybe somebody was but it didn't feel like that we were all just doing our business to go to the swim pool and it was whatevs yeah so we need naked swim pools America let's do this down with advertising (laughs) up with naked swim pools I think so I like that idea new (laughs) t-shirt Katie's like I'm getting on that t-shirt again Well, that wraps it up for us this week. Join us next week as our next gal pal shares her one cool thing on Gal's Guide to the Galaxy podcast continues. Thanks for listening. For show notes, links, and images from this week's show, visit galsguide.org. Want exclusive stuff like deleted bits and major bloopers? Become a Gal's Guide patron today. Thanks for listening. <laughs>